Welcome back to the Monitor Sports Podcast. Eric Rinsnobel and Dana Torrey here with you as we are getting closer and closer to the full start of winter sports. Some basketball is underway. We've had some wrestling. Division one and two basketball gets underway this week. Hockey gets underway this week. Dan, lots of reasons to be very excited about where we are in the sports calendar in the Concord area. Definitely. I've covered some very good Division Four basketball games. I was at a very, very exciting uh, Franklin at Pittsfield boys basketball game on Friday night. So that that really got me into it. I am I am all jazzed up and, and ready to ready for the winter season to be here in full. Well, if you want to whet more of your basketball appetite, you can stick around for the second half of the podcast. Also, I chatted with the Pembroke boys varsity basketball coach, Mike Donnell. Pembroke, a team that expects to compete for a championship in Division Two this year. So you can hear about how things are going there so far and what Coach Donnell is expecting from his team uh, as they prepare to start their season. Uh, the Spartans tip off on Wednesday at Merrimack Valley for its first game of the 2022-23 season. But Dan, you mentioned Pittsfield Franklin boys basketball. That was a close one on Friday night. Why don't you get us up to speed on what happened there? So that was a one point, a one point thriller that was decided in the final second. Um, Pittsfield came on top 43 to 42. I was at Pittsfield Middle High School, actually in Pittsfield at the school for the first time in 10 years, had never actually been to Pittsfield, which I know where you were uh, early in your time here, Eric. So that was a nice uh, bucket list to be able to cross off. But I think now I've been to every single one of the, the schools um, by this point. But it was good to good to meet uh, coach and athletic director Jay Dara in Pittsfield to see uh, doubleheader, the girls game and the boys game between Franklin and Pittsfield. And uh, I Franklin and, and Pittsfield are not necessarily regarded as as having strong athletic um, programs, at least not not currently. Um, and and their basketball teams are not, uh, I, I don't think, very highly regarded by the wider um, basketball community. Um, but based on what I saw Friday night, they should be. It was a very exciting game. Um, I think I counted seven lead changes, five of them in the fourth quarter. Um, two ties down the stretch and then uh pittsfield won they held the ball uh in the in the closing seconds uh jared beliveau drove to the basket got fouled on the way up uh with 0.7 seconds on the clock missed the first free throw and then sunk his second attempt for the winning point um franklin had a a long three at the buzzer uh, that just missed. So it was a very exciting game. It was a very good battle between uh, Franklin has some very, is definitely a team with some size. Uh, they have a Turkish exchange student, Yargis Sarmasak, who's uh, I think six, three uh, center, super talented. He was very good. He had 24 points and 11 rebounds. Um, and then Franklin's point guard, junior Zeke McCoy is, is very good. So they have very two strong uh, skilled players and then Pittsfield is a team that didn't have that size but they they had a lot of grit um and and they showed a lot of heart and and moved the ball as a team pretty well so so it's nice to see those two uh contrasting styles of play and and different types of teams and uh it was just really fun really fun to watch for you know that was Pittsfield season opener that was Franklin's second game so to have that 
exciting of a game, you know, right off the bat. Uh, definitely, as I said, definitely got me very excited to have a full winter season. So a couple of teams to keep an eye on. Um, again, I don't think there's a whole lot of people outside of this area that are necessarily uh, paying attention to those two teams. But I was very impressed with with what I saw from both of them, uh, especially given that it's this early in the season. Um, and uh, Jay Dara's been the coach at Pittsfield for 22 years and they're a small school with, you know, with, without a ton of kids and a ton of resources, but they, you know, they work really hard and always, you know, put together a, a decently competitive team. And uh, Franklin has a group that's starting to come together and coach Dave Bedard's um, done a lot with, with the program culture and uh, you know, getting a good core of guys together. And now they're looking to take the next step forward and be a playoff team. So it was really fun to see those two teams play this early in the season. Uh, it's nice to, you know, give the, it's fun to see the D3, D4 teams play a bit before we get uh, the onslaught of everyone else starting around the same time, which will be this week. So, um, so D3 uh, started Friday night. Uh, I believe all of our local D3 teams played. There's some really strong, um, performances hopkinton first game under new head coach matt miller they won 80 to 33 over fall mountain um winnesquam played defending champions guilford on the boy side and uh had the lead uh at, at halftime before ultimately losing uh 56 to 41 um conquered christians brody frank uh dropped 38 points uh to give conquer christian a 68 66 win over dairy field so very strong performances by our boys teams um and our girls teams, Franklin looked good, uh, 50 to 20 win over Pittsfield. Both of those teams are teams that don't have a ton of experience and are still kind of, you know, forming them themselves um, as teams, especially Pittsfield, which was only JV last year. Um, so they have a varsity program for the first time in a couple of years. And Franklin with a lot of new players on the floor um, uh, wins from a lot of our other uh, local teams. Uh, a lot of other ones from our local teams as well. Conquer Christian first game in division three, a 71 to 21 win over Newport. So definitely a, a 50 point win in your first, first division three, um, you know, a game, definitely a, a, a bit of a statement. Um, they're, they're not just going to get by. They're going to, they're going to play and they're going to do, do really well. So those are the highlights from the basketball world. D one and D two open on uh, Wednesday this week no i think tuesday whatever day the 13th is tuesday yep tuesday, so tuesday yeah. we've got some uh tuesday we've got the rest of our basketball teams opening and then we're in full swing there and uh, monday tuesday wednesday we have our hockey teams opening up conquered hockey being the three-time defending champs open on wednesday um and then we've already got swimming and wrestling underway and then indoor track opens uh, Saturday. So besides skiing, uh, everything else is going to be, is going to be open this week. So a lot to look forward to. And, and you and I will bring as much coverage from all of that as we can, but Franklin at Pittsfield was super fun, really fun doubleheader. It's fun to see these small schools and, and these small teams, um, battle it out and to have, you know, a one point game, that close and that exciting down to the wire this early in the season, I think is very promising of some exciting things to come. So let's talk a little preview stuff. Uh, I had a chance to talk to both the Concord boys and girls basketball coaches 
You mentioned Dan D1 basketball getting underway this week. So let's talk Concord Boys first. Now, this is a program that you know better than I do has struggled to say the least in recent history. Uh, the new head coach is Tim Latora. He was previously the girls coach the last five years. When I talked to him, one of the first things he said is, when I took over, I looked up the record of the program the last 16 years, and it was 76 and 230, which is not good. You don't have to be good at math to be able to figure that out. So suffice to say, he's really going to be starting, not from scratch, because there's players that are returning that he's excited about, but there's a long way to go for this program to get to where it ultimately wants to. Yeah, it's they've had some turnover. Um, they've had they've had I think in that's in those sixteen years they've had maybe four four coaches who have done maybe three or four years each. Um, I know with with basketball, there's also the um, uh, you know there's always the lure of prep and prep school and AAU. Um, there are a couple uh, really strong players at Concord High who transferred to Bishop Brady and played there last year. So there's you know there's there's definitely a lot of that. Um, you know, that goes into basketball as well. And, and that's hurt Concord a little bit. Um, I know they've had, they hosted a, a playoff game um, maybe three years ago. It was pre COVID. Maybe it was, maybe it was the 2018, 19 season. Um, they hosted a playoff game for the first time since Matt Bonner was on the team. And in the nineties, Matt Bonner, the uh, uh, former uh, professional player out of, out of Concord high. So, so it's been a while since they've had some kind of success, but that was the position the girls team was in. You know, the girls team had a lot of winless one win, two win seasons and coach Latora and in, in five years there turned them around into a team that was regularly making the playoffs and, and hosting playoff games. Even if last year's um, game was, uh, was an upset. I think Concord's the number four seed and lost to number 13 seeded London Derry by a single point in the first round of the playoffs last year, but still, you know, they're, they're regularly competitive and, and a playoff team. So coach Latora has done this before. Um, it's a community that he, he's a part of. He, he also coached, um, was an assistant coach for the little league team and a uh, little league baseball team in Concord over the summer that that had a deep run at, at New England so he's someone who has proven that he can he can build teams and and rebuild teams and and build positive team cultures and that's something that I know he's really big on so it'll be fun it'll be interesting to see how how it, it is based on the roster that we saw it looks like he has a decent amount of returning players and some talent there so yeah, I mean, you, you never know. That's been a theme for a lot of teams. I feel like this year we have a larger than normal percentage of teams that are rebuilding new coaches, new divisions, new programs, um, a lot of new players, you know, little to no returning starters. You're always going to have some of that because every every school is on the same four year cycle of of having players before they graduate. Um, but I feel like this year there's a larger than normal percentage of teams that that are in a similar situation to the Conquer High boys basketball team with a new coach and and looking at making a lot of changes. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I forget who they open with. Uh, Trinity. Trinity. All right. Well, Trinity's a very good team. That'll be that'll definitely be a test. That'll definitely be a test right off the bat. Um, yeah. He, yeah. It'll be definitely fun to watch. Coach had said that. I think their first four games, Trinity, Bishop Girton, Pinkerton, and Nashua North uh, were four of the top teams in the division that 
he was expecting to kind of just get through the month of December, see where his guys are relative to who he perceives to be the best in the division, and then kind of go from there and see uh, what they can build toward. Now, on the girls' side, Latora leaving that program opened up an, a vacancy that has been filled by Rob Durrell. Um, he's the new girls' varsity coach. He was Latour's assistant the last three years. And Dan, as you said, girls' basketball conquered's in a better spot, a lot in large part due to what Latora did. Uh, the girls' team was 15 and four last year, and you mentioned their uh, loss in the playoffs. Um, but one of the things that Darrell mentioned was the style of play is going to be a little bit different this year than what it was under Latora. He had mentioned that Latora's uh, style focused a lot on offense and scoring, but this year they don't necessarily have the roster that, you know, where they're going to have a player that puts up 30 points a game. So he's really focusing on defense first and, you know, they'll see where the offense comes from. He thinks it's going to come from a few different players kind of spreading the wealth a little bit. Um, but, you know, the defense has, has been the focus in practice and during the scrimmages. So he said it may take a few games for them to kind of work through the challenges that come with a new system and new coach. And, you know, he, he does have the benefit of having coached a lot of these girls for a while. As I said, he was the assistant at Concord High the last three years. He also coached the middle school uh, team for a few years and won a championship there. He's coached at the boys and girls club in Concord. So he knows a lot of these players pretty well and they know him. So maybe the adjustment period won't be as long as it might be for a coach that the players had never played for before, but either way, um, new coach on both Concord basketball teams. So it might take a little bit into the season before things are running as smoothly as everybody would like. Yeah, the girls seems a little more fully formed, um, but definitely still a lot of changes. And and they had some key players, um, Elizabeth Blinn um, coming to mind, who was uh, a little more of their offensive spark plug, who who is not back. So like you said, with some personnel changes and it, there's going to be a new style of play, but a little bit more experience there than uh than the Concord boys, maybe as far as just the core group and, and the coaching staff and, and knowing one another, but yeah, we'll see, you know, anything, anything can happen, especially early on. A lot of teams are still, a lot of teams are in that position where they're, they're, you know, new systems, new lineups, new rotations. So there's a lot of, that's really what struck me about the Franklin Pittsfield game. And with, with basketball being such an intimate sport where, you know, the sidelines are very close to the floor. You're indoors. It's a much more condensed space. You you see and hear a lot more of the coaching and the teaching that happens um, with basketball than you might say here for, say, like soccer or football, where it's, you know, where it's outdoors and, and you're maybe a little bit further away from the action, depending on where you are. Um, so there's definitely a lot of that that happens early in the season. So I think the early results might not be indicative of of what's to come, but. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things shake up with uh, with two new coaches in the Conquer program. All right, so that'll wrap up our uh, recap slash preview portion of the show. Again, excited to get all these teams underway this coming week. We'll have a lot more to discuss on next week's podcast. Why don't we get to my interview with Pembroke head coach Mike Donnell?
It's Eric Rinsenlbelk here with the Pembroke Varsity Boys Basketball Coach Mike Donnell. Basketball season getting underway this week. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for joining the podcast. Looking forward to uh, basketball season, hearing a little bit about what Pembroke's bringing to the table this year. Well, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's an exciting time, even though uh, it seems like we haven't stopped playing. We've been we've been working out and getting ready since March. <laughs> so, what what should people know about Pembroke this year? Teams coming off a successful year last year, but this is going to be your first full season as the head coach. Yeah, we have a team. I think the thing that's most important about our team this year is they are playing extremely loose. They're very happy with themselves. And they, they all know what their jobs are. And when we do that on a given night, um, I think we're going to be a pretty good team this year. I, I think that we should be in every contest, and uh, I'm hoping that we're going to come out on top on pretty much most of them. You mentioned the guys just kind of being loose and, and very confident. How much, how much easier does that make your job as someone stepping in as a, as a newer head coach? <laughs> Oh my God, what a million dollar question. Uh, But the answer is actually really simple. I feel as though sometimes today, and I'm not talking all coaches because there's a lot of great ones out there, but I think the coaching style and philosophy from 30 years ago when I started coaching and today is, is night and day. You know, before in the old days, it was my way or highway. Today, you know, Today is psychology. Today, coaching, you should come You should come to the floor with a psychology degree. Um, you know, these kids are smarter, they're brighter, they're better, they're faster, but they're also fragile. Um, you've got to treat every guy different. You've got to find out what makes them tick, what will make them break, and then utilize those strengths, you know, to put it together where it's all going to gel as one group. And it seems like things have been working pretty well in that regard for you so far. Yeah, I've been, I am extremely pleased with the guys. You know, everything hasn't been roses. We've had a few issues. We've worked through them. Um, they're definitely improving. Um, we have a very good group of kids. Uh, they get, all get along together. And, uh, you know, on any given night, um, it's a good problem to have. We have four guys that could score 20 points a game. Um, obviously that can't happen. So kids have to learn that, you know, it doesn't have to be them every night. They can rely on their brother. And if we continue to do that, I'll give you an example. We played a scrimmage game a couple of nights ago. Uh, you know, Josh Pilot scored 25 points. Uh, yesterday we played a powerhouse from Maine called York and Josh only had eight. Um, but Mike Strasseri stepped up with 20. Joey Fitzgerald had, you know, 17. So, Every night, it can be a different guy. And you know what? That's okay. If you're not scoring, make the good passes, play the good defense, box out, close out. And uh, if, the, if the guys continue with that type of chemistry, this is going to be a real exciting year for Pembroke Academy. You just named a few of the guys, but I did want to ask, like, who are some of those guys that you're expecting to step up and lead the way this year? Well, between the three of those guys, those are all big names. The other big names are co Mike Strazeri, who I've already mentioned, is one of our co-captains. He's the floor general. Um, he's the one that makes everything pretty much tick. Uh, Joe Fitzgerald's an off-guard. Um, he can also bring up the ball. Very good defensive and offensive player. He plays both sides of the ball really well. Um, and then you have uh, Josh Pilot. Um, when Josh is playing the way Josh can play, he could be one of the better players in the state. And then you have two guys that don't show up in the scoring column all the time. 
Shondell Hadley is one of the co-captains, 6'4". Um, he's our center. When he wants to bang boards, there, there's no one better as far as I'm concerned and the state. At, you know, with what he does. And then we have the Dirt Dog. I gave him the nickname. It's Braden Casey. He's a senior. Um, I told Braden straight out, he doesn't need to score. What I need him to do, floor, box up, take on the toughest guy, crash boards, and, you know, and be a pain in the butt on defense. You know, we also have senior Jacob Bovea, um, who's a guard who has all the abilities and the tools. And we have a young kid, uh, a sophomore named Evan Berkeley. Um, who's going to be a name you're going to remember over the next three years. Um, Evan, um, it was a decision whether or not I wanted to keep him on varsity this year, but he went from, will I do this, to a young man who's probably going to get quite a few minutes in every game. And, I, ex- you know, I expect big things from him. And uh, then, you know, we have a lot of other guys on the bench that, know, uh, we have Adam Heldman, a 6'4", powers forward center, um, at times could be starting, uh, at other times come off the bench, uh, he's playing free and easy, and um, he knows how to find the rim, and uh, he plays fairly good defense. And, um, you know, we have a bunch of ball players that know their roles and uh, what they've got to do to be part of the team. So it sounds like you are you have a lot of depth to work with this year, and, and you're really excited about what they'll bring to the table. Like, What excites you the most about the opportunity to coach this group this coming season? Um, first of all, knowing them. I work at the school. I've known these kids since they were freshmen, known some of them since they were in middle school. Um, you know, these kids have been playing together since the fourth grade. And uh, I think the biggest excitement for me is getting with them every day, you know, building that bond, that relationship, pushing their limits, letting them know that, you know, I, I got their backs, but at the same time, you know, they've got to do their jobs to be able to keep their spots. And it's just a continuing relationship that I have with the players and my coaching staff. And uh, it just, um, I think, I just think we put together a great group of young men. I have a great coaching staff. Um, I have Julia Velado, who's, I think, the first female um, assistant varsity boys basketball coach ever in the state. Um, I don't know if you remember Jim Silly. Jim used to coach at Belmont for 10 years. Uh, just retired last year because of a family situation. And he's come on board with us on his own nickel. He's not even getting paid. And it's like having two varsity coaches coaching this team. And, you know, uh, Jim has just got a bundle of knowledge and uh, a great guy to have around. Our JV coach has been at PA, I believe, for 10 years now, Justin Tilby. And we have a young man who joined us that drives up from Newburyport. Um, his name is Gerard Gray. Uh, he was the uh, captain of the Franklin Pierce basketball team and uh, just extremely knowledgeable on the big side part of the game. And I just think with the blend of coaches we have and the talent that we have among our players, um, it's, it, it's, it's a rewarding thing to be with these guys if that makes any sense every day. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, I mean, basketball season such a grind. I imagine that, you know, any, anything that makes it worthwhile – uh, especially just seeing the relationship that you've developed with with the players um, definitely seems like it creates a very positive environment for them. So kind of building off of that, I mean, this team reached the quarterfinals last year. Um, I When I was at your practice um, recently, a couple of your guys told me it's championship or bust. Is that kind of the model that's been circulating around? 
That didn't start with from me. <laughs> that did not start with me. Um, the boys have that in their minds, yes. Um, you know, they keep talking about championship. I keep talking about Merrimack Valley because that's our opening night. <laughs> and I know when we get to Merrimack Valley, um, they're going to be there to play basketball. And I expect to have a battle. But um, are we... I don't think we're the top seed in the league. Um, I've seen Sauhegan play several times. They're the defending champs. And uh, they graduated, like, I think four or five guys, but they haven't missed a beat. And I think they are the team to beat. And I think that uh, Manchester West is going to be a exciting team to watch. Uh, Coach John Langley's over there at West, has done a great job with those boys. Um, but I throw us in the mix. I think we're... Two seed, three seed, four seed, but um, we we don't have a lot of excuses. Um, we have all, all we have the capability of being a championship, uh, winning a championship, but it takes uh, you know it takes a lot of work, sacrifice, and uh, endurance to be able to get to that point. So the season gets underway officially with games for you on Wednesday against as you said at Merrimack Valley. Um, you know, their team that, that did, did not have a great year last year, but as you said, you're going into their building, they're going to be ready to play basketball. What are you kind of hoping to see from the guys as you get into the season? Because a lot of times, even with more experienced players, there's a little bit of rust at the start of the season. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. Um, however, with that being said, in all fairness to the boys, um, our guys played all summer in a summer league. We played in the fall league at Rivia. So these guys have put in a lot of basketball. I think, you know, the coach from York, Maine yesterday called us a well-polished uh, machine. And um, I think we're a machine, but I don't think we're fully polished yet. Uh, we still got a lot of work to do. Um, my, my nerves about going to MV is, I think, like any other coaches, it's first game. The boys expect to win this game. I feel as though if I was a Merrimack Valley coach and I know him and he's a good coach, he's going to tell these kids, listen, we got nothing to lose. Go out there and play free and easy and let's give them a battle. So we got to go in there with not too much confidence, um, you know, cockiness. We got to go in there with confidence. I said that wrong, but we just can't go in there and expect to show up, put on our uniforms and win a basketball game. So, I mean, that's, that's a big step that first game. Um, I'm looking to see our guys, you know, play the game we're capable of playing. Um, they're going to see a lot of zone probably against MV, which is going to force us to uh, be shooters, which I think is one of our strengths. And then right after that game, we have a rematch with the team that knocked us out of the tournament last year, Lebanon at home um, on Friday. And, um, you know, that's a game the guys are already looking ahead to, which is another concern as a head coach. What are a couple of things you want the guys to focus on aside from the mental components? Defense. I want them to, we run a unique style uh, full court press defense um, and it can be very effective if it's run, run properly. However, with the defense we run, if there's one breakdown, it's a total breakdown. So all five guys have to be clicking on the same cylinder and um, I, we need to keep working on that on a daily basis. Um, I think our biggest weakness on our team is, and it's probably 80% of the teams in high school, we don't box out enough. We don't close out enough. And uh, we give some free lanes. And uh, help defense is a huge thing also that we need to work on. So, you know, we're constantly working on defense. Listen, we can shoot. We can score. We have shooters. There's no doubt with that. But I don't want to go into every game 
you know, looking for a shootout with another team. Our goal is to keep every team we play under 50 points. And if we can do that, we feel as though we're going to be fairly successful. And I think we're in the right direction for that. Mike, anything else you want to add about what you're expecting from the guys this season? The only thing I expect from my boys um, and my coaches is their best, best effort every day, every game. You know, come to the gym, be prepared to play, give your best effort. If you're on the bench, be your best, be the best teammate and just do the little things that it takes to be successful. And if they do that, we're going to be fine. That's all I want out of my guys. Effort and heart. All right, that's a great, great note to end on. Again, Pembroke Boys Basketball tips off its season on Wednesday at Merrimack Valley. Coach Mike Donnell, thanks so much for stopping by to get us up to speed on what you guys are putting together this season. Again, I want to thank you for uh, you know having me here, and I think this is a great tool uh, for the state of New Hampshire and the athletes to play here. Um, it's good to have. All right, uh, Dan, we heard uh, Coach Donnell. Some of the guys, when I was at their practice a couple weeks ago, as I discussed them, were saying it's championship or bust this year. He said he's just worried about Merrimack Valley on Wednesday. But high hopes coming out of the Pembroke gym this season as to what the boys team can accomplish. They've been competitive for the last few years, Dave. Uh, they've been a, a highly seeded team and they've they've made it a few rounds into the playoffs so uh, definitely eager uh, I'm not I'm not surprised to hear that from the players but it's still it's it's you know it's still a ways off you know and and you don't know you know you don't know what's happening with with all the other teams and um and then something that you know scheduling can be a big can be a big factor you know sometimes teams get in just a tough part with scheduling and you know maybe you have three games a week four games some weeks and it's just tougher and you know there, there's a lot of factors a lot of things that go into it um but it, it is very cool to hearing uh to hear what's you know happening with with the coaching staff over at Pembroke and uh it'll be very cool to uh see uh, coach Velado's trajectory um being at being at Pembroke and and with coaching in general so yeah it's a first year of a new first full year the new coaching staff uh, Mike Donnell took over about midway through last year this will be his first full year as Pembroke's head coach and you mentioned Julia Velado one of his assistants uh, she's 22 years old and to our knowledge is the only woman who is on a varsity boys basketball coaching staff uh, I had a story about her in Sunday's monitor, so you should definitely check that out if you would like to hear more. The players absolutely love working with her, and she's also a teacher at Pembroke Academy, so she has some of the players as students, and uh, just really cool the dynamic that they seem to have going there as they get ready to start the season. Again, they tip off on Wednesday at Merrimack Valley. Um, I will presumably be there covering that game because Merrimack Valley is also dedicating its basketball court to Kevin O'Brien, its former athletic director who just retired. Um, so lots of sports content coming your way. We've already had a good amount. We're going to have a lot more in the coming weeks. Thank you to Mike Donnell for joining the podcast. Dan, great to talk more Concord Athletics with you. Uh, looking forward to getting the season underway, and we'll talk to everybody next week. 